Welcome to episode 13 of Mortgageonomics. I'm your host, Marco Gello. Welcome back, and forgive me for the extended prolonged hiatus. Uh, I wasn't on vacation or anything like that. I was pretty much just busy working on deals, like mortgage files, applications. So no amazing vacation to tell you about or some kind of mind-blowing event, just plain hard work at my desk. And uh, that's really how I got a second win to start up this podcast again. So needed to break things up a bit in my routine. Uh, so the only other thing I'm going to do different this time is incorporate more frequently a personal hobby of mine uh, into the podcast, and that's going to be music. So uh, pretty much what you heard at the intro, uh, all the, the filler music in the podcast uh, is just stuff that uh, I kind of jam out on my own and uh, record into GarageBand on my Mac MacBook Air, and uh, and that's it. So uh most of the time, it's going to be a few guitar tracks layered over top of each other. But every once in a while, I'll do a complete two or three um, instrument ensemble, like you know, guitar, bass, and drums. And on occasion, some keyboards or some background synthesizers. So, so yeah, don't worry. It's not going to be epic 10-minute anthems or anything crazy like that. More so just tidbit melodies and grooves to, uh, to break up the talk. Um, so the real drive behind the music... You know, my, my personal hobby thing is more like a selfish quality of life thing for me. So not not interested in playing in a band or getting together for a jam or anything like that. I, I think those days, they're behind me. Uh, I'm more like a solitaire kind of musician these days. And, and every musician likes to have an outlet. So this is my... Hope you enjoy the tunes. Okay, so let's talk some real estate financing, uh, some mortgage talk. Underwriting mortgages is all about risk assessment and in the eyes of the big banks and Canada's Department of Finance, there's plenty of risk to assess these days. So this is how mortgage guidelines or rules are actually derived and that's from risk management. Okay, So the primary risk that mortgages are underwritten against is, is against the risk of default of the loan. So minimizing the risk against foreclosure, um, essentially, you know, protecting the shareholders. So guidelines were created to protect the capital, okay, your mortgage, from weak applicants. Hence, the basic qualifying criteria of employment, creditworthiness, and stuff like that. But until recently, the criteria was not just revised or modified, um, but rather enhanced. And it's this enhancement of qualifying criteria that has led to the current state of mortgage qualifying, which some might describe as over the top and unnecessary. I know a lot of brokers feel this way, and of course some clients. Uh, So in addition to underwriting a mortgage against the risk of default, 
you know, the traditional, the likelihood of foreclosing on your mortgage. Canada's Department of Finance has decided to implement mortgage underwriting criteria that could directly impact or regulate the market. So these set of guidelines not coming from the shareholders, okay, but instead from the government. So two things were out of control, out of whack, and that was the price of real estate, primarily in Canada's two largest markets, Vancouver and Toronto, and the forever stagnant ultra-low discount rates, which resulted in mortgage applicants essentially qualifying for much higher mortgages than they perhaps even required. And there you have it, a powerful contributing factor to the racehorse kind of escalation pace of real estate in Canadian big league markets. So so that's what I'm going to focus on in this episode, um, the contributing risk factors which have shaped our current mortgage underwriting guidelines. And by understanding these, these risk factors better, we can then maybe understand the reasoning behind some of the downright uh, unreasonable demands placed on mortgage qualification. So, so let's get at it. Risk assessment, item number one, that is affecting mortgage qualification guidelines. Ongoing affordability crisis in key markets. And uh, I'm talking primarily Toronto and Vancouver, but uh, because I live here, I'm going to zone in on just Vancouver. Um, Despite all the talk of slumping real estate statistics, um, for the most part, it's still grossly, uh, ridiculously unaffordable for the average human being to buy a home in uh, Toronto and especially Vancouver. Uh, the benchmark price for a detached home in Vancouver is is about 1.4 million. Uh, for an apartment, it's about 650 thousand, and for a, an, an attached home, it's just north of uh, 800 thousand dollars. So, despite the massive drops in sales activity that we've all been reading and, and listening about on the news, like we're talking 35 to almost 50 percent drop in sales activity in. Uh, in in regions of Vancouver. Housing is still unaffordable and and still unattainable for most. So I don't don't know if or when we're going to start to see massive drops in the price of real estate. Uh, I know many buyers are praying for it, but I don't know. So here's the mortgage underwriting impact of this affordability crisis. So it's easy to get mad at the messenger, your mortgage broker or your lender. So, you know, for not getting your application approved for the amount you wanted, right? So right away, the finger points to the broker or the lender. But you got to know it's not the banks who are behind this because they're all about capitalism. I mean, they they would probably grant mortgages to kindergarten graduates if they were allowed to. So this is a direct move from the government, Canada's Department of Finance. So really in an effort to protect Canadians from themselves. So this initiative continues to be the most direct impact on mortgage qualification to this day. Um, Owning real estate gets unaffordable in large populations. Something crazy is going to happen. And um, usually the market would self-correct, given the opportunity to do so, but that clearly didn't happen. So therefore, the 2% stress test came into play. So we're in a strange place right now. The price of real estate is still unreachable for many in places like Vancouver and Toronto, but it's even more unreachable because of the qualifying for a mortgage got ridiculously tougher too.
Okay, so that's uh, risk assessment one having an effect on mortgage qualification guidelines. Risk assessment item number two that is affecting mortgage qualification guidelines. The condo inventory problem mystery. So a ton of stuff coming online, but a shortfall of demand anticipated. Um, The mortgage underwriting impact here. Lenders are scaling back their maximum mortgage loan amounts. For example, according to lenders' guidelines, the maximum loan to value for condos is 95%. But when your application goes live and it's being underwritten, all bets are off the table. Your deal can be scaled back to 90% or even less. So different lenders develop different volatility or, or appetites for certain properties. As a mortgage broker, it's always crucial to have a core five to 10 lenders to go to um, because every single one of them have a different set of qualifying rules. And this is why financing conditions are very, very important. We need five to 10 days to firmly get your your mortgage uh, unconditionally approved. Um, The other mortgage underwriting impact here to uh, the, the great big condo inventory problem, significant barriers to investor capital um, you know, in this group also known as the speculators or the investors. So it has become increasingly difficult to qualify for a mortgage for a rental investment property. So think about that impact. Overnight, the mortgage guideline change has directly impacted the markets. Way less inve- investors are able to purchase properties. So there's a ton of inventory that has accounted for them to be in the market. Uh, and at the moment, there are are quite a few buyers out there. Uh, quite a few less. There are less buyers, way less buyers. Um, mortgage underwriting impact number three. Lenders are adjusting their approval amounts to reflect the current market value of the property. And uh, I'm speaking of pre-sale condo purchases. So if you purchased last year for $500,000, let's say, anticipating that your condo would, if anything, appreciate, okay? But now you're finding that a recent uh, sales in that same building are coming under 500000 And in some cases, let's say substantially under 500000 like say 450000 So if you're approved at an 80% loan-to-value ratio last year, that means your down payment will have to increase to close on the deal or if you're eligible. You'd have to explore other financing options um, with your lender. So this is becoming a more frequent occurrence these days. And, um, you know, there's quite a, there, there's ways um, to, to stick handle your way out of this type of scenario, uh, but it typically requires moving on to another lender with, uh, with, with different conditions and different terms. So, yeah, reach out to me directly, um, privately, and, and we can discuss uh, those solutions if you're if you're currently in that pickle. Um, risk assessment item number three that is affecting mortgage qualification guidelines. The anti money laundering, and more recently the the Vancouver money laundering situation. So, back in the day, uh, verifying your down payment proceeds was very simple. Uh, you'd show a bank statement to ensure that your funds are simply in your bank account, and that's it. You're done. But dating all the way back to 9-11, uh, North American lenders started paying more attention, like way more attention, to cash coming into 
the continent. And more recently, right in our own backyard here in Vancouver. Um, if you're listening to this podcast from anywhere other than British Columbia, you might not be aware, uh, but there's been like movie style money laundering happening uh, in casinos in Vancouver that everyone has suspected, but it finally did hit mainstream. Uh, you know, someone did some research publication or deep investigation and, uh, you know, finally came up with some video and audio to prove all this. So it's a total practice that has been going on here and, and many have concluded it's definitely had an impact on Vancouver real estate. Um, yeah, complete undocumented. I didn't see anything gong show um, type of money exchange here. So the mortgage underwriting impact this, this had, today you have to show a complete paper trail for every deposit that exceeds $2,000 in your bank account. And the funds must be in your account for at least 90 days. So not only do you have to show, uh, you know, bank statement to verify the deposits at over 2000, but you have to show a history of 90 days as well. Uh, and lastly, the documents that you provide must display your name. Uh, if not, you can provide cross-reference documents to verify further. So a little bit more headache when it comes to down payment verification. Um, naturally, if you can verify your deposits and uh, show a 90-day history, then there's absolutely no problem. But a few people have problems with that. Uh, risk assessment item number four that is affecting mortgage qualification guidelines. Um, the non-stress test mortgage rule. So everyone is aware of the stress test rules. Uh, you know, everyone's fixated on that 2% stress test, which is definitely a leading deterrent in mortgage qualification. Um, but another item, much less discussed, or talked about is the uh, outright denial or allowance for any exceptions. So for example, if you were slightly off the mark for a particular mortgage qualifying criteria, the lender would typically make an exception and uh, everything would move along nicely. But, but now there are rarely exceptions being made. Basically, you have to be bang on with all the qualification guidelines. No exceptions. All lenders in Canada right now are subject to uh, frequent audits um, these days like never before. So really, they're reluctant to let things go like they did before in the heyday. Um, then there's Alberta, a total different dynamic. The, uh, the oil and gas sector, an industry where billions of dollars worth of capital would pour into the province, into the country from uh, global energy companies around the world. So this momentum was massive and constant. And uh, not only does it significantly impact um, the country's GDP, but it, it also trickles down to the thousands of underwriting, mortgage underwriting cubicle desks of Canada's uh, various lenders. So not long ago, it was a familiar sight to lenders um, to see the longstanding employment letters um, from, from Calgary and Edmonton, the nation leading pay scales, successful small businesses, and so on. Like everything a lender wanted to see in employment uh, was present and, and occurring in Alberta. But now, different story. Uh, everything to do with Alberta, it under straight under the lender microscope. So again, as I mentioned earlier, the concept of making an exception on a file has come under scrutiny across the country, but even more so in Alberta, particularly Calgary, where much of the, the white collar work is um, compared to the 
the larger blue-collar demographic of Edmonton um, with a slightly more uh, stable sprinkle of the the government sector employment. But on the flip side, uh, Alberta still does remain one of the most desirable uh, and affordable places to live in Canada. Um, There was a little bar graph chart circulating on Twitter Twitter, uh, recently about affordability in Canadian real estate. And at the bottom of the list was Vancouver, where you needed an annual income of $238,000 to qualify for a detached home. Uh, In Toronto, $159,000. $149,000 in Victoria. $104,000 in Hamilton. And then finally breaking the $100,000 barrier. uh, $90,000 income to qualify for a single-family home in Calgary followed by Edmonton at 77,000. So despite the doom and gloom in Alberta, there's still a trickle more moving in to the province than those leaving it. Um, Because really, where where are you going to go? Vancouver? Um, So, I mean, all indicators are pointing for that to stabilize and uh, hopefully one day uh, ramp up again. So... So that's that. So yeah, I'm going to wrap it up now. Uh, so here's the silver lining in all of this, I think. The the one thing no one is talking about is the flip side of the 2% stress test, uh, which is causing grief for so many. So as in, as in the undoing of it is what I'm talking. So I've heard inside rumblings that talk has started. Um, but the big crystal ball question is, is when? Right. So I've always thought that the stress test would scale back as soon as interest rates started to normalize. And I think we're kind of there or if we're not there, we're near there. But interesting times ahead for sure. Uh, We have the provincial federal elections nearing, depending on where you live, which province interest rate volatility, um, you know, definitely present. However, we're currently in a downward trajectory, Um, national economic uh, employment issues as well, and uh, significant stock market turbulence. So my tip to all homeowners and potential homeowners, stay engaged and on top of things. Um, because when change starts happening, you know, changes in, in the mortgage qualification guidelines, there's always a short grace period to move forward or backward from a, a guideline perspective. So um, be light on your feet and, and ready. So, you know, just stay on top of the news uh, if you're looking to get a market because w- when these changes happen, you can be ready to move on them. And that concludes another episode of Mortgageonomics. So if you like this episode, please be so kind and leave us a review in your Apple podcast space or whichever podcast medium you are listening from. Uh, the reviews go a long way and help us grow and improve the podcast. So thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And of course, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like to discuss anything we talked about in greater detail or any other mortgage-related matter. Uh, You can find me at homefinancingsolutions.ca or follow me on Facebook by searching Marco Gello. That's Marco with a K, G-E-L-O. Searching Marco Gello Mortgage Broker in Vancouver or Mortgage Broker in Calgary. And I also want to encourage any mortgage uh, professionals that might be listening in, please don't hesitate to reach out and discuss and discuss employment opportunities as we are always looking uh, to take on more brokers regardless of your level of experience Um, our training and the support systems are second to none and finally please don't hesitate to share and tell your friends about mortgage economics canada the more listeners the better thanks again for your time talk to you later